0: I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. Anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. I play games with the flu. I play games with 102 degree fever, man. Power. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not going to cripple me. It's not going to be responsible for me stepping away from the game that I love. I'm going to step away on my own terms. Because when I retire, I didn't want to have to say, I wish I would have done more. I would watch Magic play. I'd watch Michael play. And I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out.
1: <sighs> tough, tough, tough day. Tough weekend. Tough everything in the basketball community. It's hard for me to even welcome people back because it, it almost feels like an like a overwhelming guilt feeling feeling happy or excited or especially especially doing a basketball podcast. So I, I'm not gonna say welcome back and I'm not gonna give you a nickname today. Cause today's actually a very sad day for for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And for many, many, many basketball fans around the world, many Laker fans, people that just appreciated the game and even a lot of parents. Yeah. Uh we'll get into the we'll we'll peel the layers of Kobe Bryant, but uh for all of our listeners, I mean you're even even everyone I know that doesn't know a lick about basketball knows oh, yeah. that we lost a great one on Sunday. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, the thirteen year old mm-hmm. and seven other passengers in a tragic accident on a helicopter crash. And yeah. we lost the bean um bean. way, way, way too soon. The morning after LeBron passed him. So I mean yeah. Just gone way too soon, uh, so we figured, hey, nothing really, uh, nothing else matters Grab around the hole. league. There's no reason for us to do a whole um, podcast that's not about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about his career accolades, um, something uh, personal to each of us as well about you know his impact and everything like mm-hmm. that. And we actually have uh, a few people from within our circle uh, that are Kobe fans that are gonna give us a, a word or two about you know what kobe meant to them and his legacy and how that's going to live on forever so um let's get started man talk to us about how you feel like first of all where were you when you found out uh
2: first just
3: rest in peace to the other seven passengers that are on the helicopter obviously they don't get as much media attention and and as much um coverage about you know who they were i think one of them was a college baseball coach who was big in his community and his yeah. daughter, I believe and it was wife, yeah. and wife. And then there, and then I think his daughter was John's teammate. And, you know, so just first off, first in peace to, to, to the other seven passengers, you know, and, you know, prayers go out to those families as well, as well as the Bryant family. But where I was, I, I was in my room in my bed. It was what one, one o'clock on Sunday, one o'clock last uh, yesterday. And someone sends a TMZ report. Obviously TMZ is not the most credible source
1: I mean, Usually. I, think, I think back in our day, it wasn't. But now it's based legit. on the way people have been reacting. Like I thought exactly what you said. No when way, it first came man. out, I was in denial. That's Kobe. I said, "There's no chance." I went on Twitter and I searched the words "Kobe." I was. I, I, I went on it, Google. I searched it.
3: Helicopter and crash. And I, I,
0: I kept
1: refreshing, refreshing. I'm like, no please, way. somebody tell me this is a sick no joke. No way. And it wasn't one of the hardest. One of the hardest things I think I've had to. Outside of obviously losing somebody personal, yeah. like like a family member, yeah. I don't think I've ever felt this way about somebody I don't
3: know. And that's where we're gonna get into today as well, because we were there for Whitney Houston passing. You know, never. I personally didn't feel that one because I didn't. You know, I wasn't like a big fan of her music. I didn't really know her music before my time. Michael Jackson, even he was a great one. Still a little bit before our time, but Kobe Bryant for us is like. He is prime. Like we didn't have MJ, right? No. We didn't have Michael Jordan. We never watched Michael Jordan in a in a real game. So for us, I'd say we even kind of missed
1: the beginning of. We Kobe.
3: missed the beginning of Kobe. Absolutely. So we were that. We were we're so more more so twenty four Kobe number twenty four. Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, two four. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but we knew what Kobe was. We very well knew what he did before and him and Shaq and in the years prior to winning his fourth and fifth ring, but. For us, Kobe, like Kobe was the GOAT. and and you see that in the NBA players today, like they're all our age now, yeah, and they're all young guys now, and yeah, they're hit hard because Kobe Bryant was their go, their guy, right? They never saw Michael Jordan as well, and then obviously you know Michael, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant has a bunch of personal relationships with those a lot of those players, but yeah, so you know you find it out TMZ, and then all the reports start, start coming in about who's on the helicopter, and you're almost in, well, you are in disbelief. For me, like. Kobe Bryant especially cuz we were younger and he's he's an icon like this guy is the guy so to you he's larger than life and he's for me like he was immortal like nobody could touch Kobe Bryant superman he's superman there's no one that could touch him whether it's on the core or or you know off in 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 in, in media or it just in in his life in general like Kobe Bryant was untouchable and he and he felt like he was never ever going above life yeah he just was was, he was larger than life and you know aside you know we're gonna get into his basketball accomplishments like we said and even like and even like the things that you can take from his life that were on maybe may may have been on the court but these are things that you can take and and use them in your everyday life so for me like when it comes down to it you know just being a fan of the game i was you know i i everyone knows i'm a i'm a tracy mcgrady fan but like Everyone's a fan of Kobe Bryant and his greatness and his game and his, his, his his he's a winner and he's just a champion and like you can't never you can never never den- deny that, and we saw a side of Kobe we never really saw that that side that everybody hated early on in, in his career we were saw like the the more leader Kobe Bryant the more mature Kobe Bryant so that's what we really have to kind of judge him by yeah and so. So, the first reaction is just like, there's no way. No, 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 no way. Absolute and denial. There's no chance Kobe Bryant. And the thing is, the story makes so much sense because everyone knows he takes his helicopter everywhere he goes. Yeah. He doesn't, he, that's how he gets, he avoids the LA traffic and stuff. So, like, I'm like the story is so, so damn believable, but
1: you and don't then you want to believe it. you see the ABC it. report. Yeah. Uh, did, didn't give any names but confirmed the helicopter crash in Calabasas, same yeah. location. Mm-hmm. And then a flurry of reports. Really, I wanna I wanna just take a second to talk about that because it's awful. It was awful. It Even was the bad. way TMZ handled everything, and I know that the um, the LA Sheriff's Department gave them some. Slides they they, they yeah they so they they gave them being TMZ uh, a word or well, a couple words because
3: they released it before the family before the family so, got a chance
1: to be to be communicated with. But I mean, at the end of the day, they only release what they're told. So somebody on on the inside had to have told them and and there's accountability all over but the way that was just handled and forget that like the amount of reports from verified pages about abc all his four daughters are, you okay man like you can you cannot report something like that if you are not a hundred thousand percent sure that this is accurate especially when you're a news channel a verified account something that people trust yeah i mean why don't just give me the blue check yeah exactly yeah i mean if you're not going to spew any facts then why do you have a blue check
3: it's that's the unfortunate part of the life we kind of live in now everyone wants to be the first yeah nobody wants to be the one to do it right or to have the right news
1: yeah and i think i think you touched on a lot of you know kobe and and what he's done for everybody but think about like even before i knew what basketball was i was shooting my garbage into a garbage can yelling kobe Kobe. Even even before I even, you know, watched like obviously you hear Kobe but you don't you don't know Kobe until you really yeah. pay attention to the game and then mm-hmm. look into but like you you hear the name obviously because he's a superstar. But before I even got into understanding the game and, and actually loving and appreciating basketball, mm. I was in the playground counting five, down in my head. Four, five, three, four, three, two, one. And then and then you, and then you hit the shot, you yell Kobe, and then Never. you miss, you grab your rebound and you continue <laughs> you that go countdown. Again. Four, three, Did two, and then like, you're go. down to three, down to until you make that shot. Then you're saying, "Wow, okay, never, I'm
3: Kobe." Never said MJ. Never said LeBron. No, it was well, just, you can't it say was, LeBron. It was, but, but that's what I'm saying, like, that's the kind of icon he was. It was that's what he was associated with. Yeah, that that last close, that closer, that game when he shot that last shot, he wanted it. Yeah,
1: right. And and, and you nailed it on the head too with Kobe being larger than life, a transcendent Man. individual, just on and off the court, especially yeah. you know. He's an athlete that won an Oscar award within one year. Of, yeah, of, or Within two years of retiring from the sport of basketball. I mean, that is an accomplishment that's known to none. I don't think there have been any. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he is the first athlete to win. Won, to do probably. something like that. And and just the impact that he's having and, and being able to relay, talk about a love and passion for the game. We're going to show a Kobe interview in, in a little bit as well, but... To talk about the passion and, and true, genuine love that he had for the game, and wanting to spread that the right way, wanting to teach the young generation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. scratch. From this is how you gain competitive advantage. Yeah, and then let's talk about the skill. And yeah, then let's do let's introduce that. Mamba so, mentality first. So, I mean, the and what he was doing and his daughter's team coaching and just relaying the knowledge. And yeah. every summer, he would have a camp for uh, the more of the talented guys in the league. Guys, he would have a relationship with
3: and the one-on-one. training sessions he had come
1: to a special invite camp closed doors no media no nothing and he's just teaching these guys the game the mentality the game kobe's way and and like that to somebody who's a professional basketball player is you can't put a price on that
3: and that's the wonderful thing about kobe because you mentioned the the oscars or the the oscar that he won was oscar right yeah yeah yeah. and then you know the 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 books that he wrote he did he did the whole detail thing um. Um. I forget. I think it was Showtime, or I don't know where it was. But he did detail. He was a venture capitalist. So when you look at Kobe and his, and he only had three years out yeah. of retirement. Like when you, you can almost say like when you look, look at Kobe and you can't just say he's a basketball player. Like no. Kobe's an artist. No. And not, it sh- yeah. and it showed like and that showed on the court, just his moves, the way he the, the way he did things. It was art. And then, obviously, outside in retirement. Writing books for kids, teaching—you have detail. You have the way he just taught and the and way like he, he you spoke man, and he wrote.
1: Capitalist, he had his hand in every. I don't know if you know how big his portfolio is that he left behind. Yeah, from a hundred million. Two billion dollar portfolio, and this is just investing in startups and new technology, and yeah. and just you know advertising guys who want to make it, mm. ladies who want to make it, who have the brains, who have. The ability and just need that capital. He's seeing mm. those opportunities and like you said from hundred million to two, two billion million, and man. that's what he's leaving behind and in, in, in all but three years yeah, man. of non that's basketball crazy. play. Like I'm just I'm heartbroken for his family. I'm heartbroken yeah. for Gianna, the thirteen year old with so she much promise. Killer. Um University of Connecticut, I think the best School. women's yeah. basketball program yeah. in the last twenty years, Bar none, specifically the last decade. Uh, I think they went like four or five years without losing a single game, including championships. So, yeah. uh, just the impact that you know they have on women's basketball, and and they honored her because that was a long time dream of hers to go play for UConn, go to the league, and the videos that we saw, although very minimal, I've never seen a girl with that kind of footwork with at, 13? at thirteen with a fadeaway. I've length. seen, I have
3: seen a a boy. Yeah. I, 13 with it's, that footwork it's and tough. fade
1: away and, and she had so much promise and yeah and just seeing all the pictures of them together doing that tour in the last like month and a half two months and mm-hmm. ann and i were actually in brooklyn and we were at the brooklyn game and kobe was in the building and he yeah. was there with gianna mm-hmm. and there's that video surface of him sitting courts down and he's teaching her it was a meme and personally. she's yeah. and she's grasping it so to be able to be there and say like like kobe was in the building and i know and I, I remember how excited i was i'm like wow like kobe kobe's head is away from me like his head like i see the back of his head and i feel and i'm not like the 300s. i'm not even in the lower bowl and i'm stoked i'm like this kobe's in front of me like Mm -hmm. this is crazy so i mean it's hard to put into words how anybody feels today and and i'm sure some guys are going to give us their insight as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but but let's uh let's try to celebrate kobe and and try to remember some of his greatest moments I know I, uh, we were going back and forth on a couple of them. I Do you have any off the top of your I head? I haven't
3: even researched much. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Some of my some favorite moments, some are, are highlights. Some of them are plays. Some of them are accomplishments. Honestly, one of my favorite ones is, obviously, being a T-Mac fan, there's just one highlight where T-Mac's in Orlando. Kobe's not. This is number eight Kobe. Yeah. T-Mac is backing him down uh, around the elbow, backs him down, gives him a shake, right. Kobe f- falls for the bait, slips. T Mac does pulls up a turnaround jumper on him, and Kobe falls. Uh, jumper sinks in. Yeah. Kobe, this is and this is this is a, is like a testament to how Kobe's mentality was. Kobe, after he gets embarrassed like that, takes the ball down, goes to the wing on the three point line, blows by T Mac, jumps and dunks two handed over one or two defenders, and slaps the backboard like as hard as he can. Yeah. And that was just like. Damn, man! Yeah. Like Kobe was that kind of guy. You're gonna, you're gonna give me one? All right, I'm like, gonna I'm gonna one up you right now. I
1: can't even imagine being in his brain right now when he's dropping. <laughs> he sees a guy hitting a shot over him.
3: Yeah, and dropped him. Like, can you imagine? Like,
1: and it's the way
3: he came down with so much like that that competitiveness, that that fierceness yeah. that he had. It was like, man, that's, like don't poke the bear, bro. Yeah. Like, that's what you're gonna get.
1: Yeah, I mean, being a Raptors fan, we're certainly graced with a lot of. <laughs> kobe moments um aside from obviously the biggest one of him hitting 81 points, and not just 81 points these are 81 points they were down 20 in the third quarter and he led them back and they won the game yeah so it's not like you know clay gets you 63 in three quarters they're up 30 and he sits the fourth No, he's winning No, they're down 18 and i think he only had about like 18 or 20 points at the half he did not have that many points at the half and he was very very efficient that game 7 of 13 from downtown he shot 61% from the field, 28 for 46, Kobe, 54% from three, and 18 of 20 from free throw. That's 90%. <laughs> so 60, 50, 90, whatever the hell you want to call that for 81 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that in itself is probably the biggest Kobe moment, but there's a sequence of like three straight games to in LA, one in Toronto, where yeah. he just syncs us with game winners. Yeah. And it's just relentless like he and and you watch these plays and you're like this guy is a genius he'll lead the double team out he sees a big man's running mm. what am i gonna do i'm gonna beat them and go down to the paint because there's no big man anymore yep. and i'm gonna dunk that i yep. don't care if it's four or five i don't care and he just does the right play every single time there's one against toronto where he goes and he he curls out to the he he curls out from the top of the key fakes that he's going right towards the half court and then jabs left gets the ball turn around Wide open jumper, two guys just coming in late sinks the Raptors, and just like a lot of a lot of those moments. But being Raptors fans specifically, you remember those. And mm-hmm. at one point, you were very hurt by them. But uh, man, yeah. you're am watching I greatness. Today? You're
3: watching greatness, man.
1: Am I honored today?
3: There's one where, and and this is so crazy. Like this is just like I I I'm I, I listen to Max coming today saying I think it was Max, and he always he always just say this that Kobe Kobe Bryant is the best. Bad shot maker ever, or was, or was, um, what's his name? First things first,
1: Nick Wright. Ni- or was
3: Nick Wright. He said, Kobe Bryant is one of the best bad shot makers that there is, and that's not like a knock against him. Like, he just made shots that are out of this world. There's this one where I think this is also still number eight, Kobe Bryant, where he's in the corner and shot clock winding down and he's backing down and he has nowhere to go. He ends up turning around and shooting the three with his left hand, butter just net. Yeah. And that's just like what do you what do you do to stop that? And then that's the one of the things where like Kobe was so much more above everybody else and that's not because he was just super talented yeah. or super athletic. Be, there's guys the same exact build as Kobe in the league right now. But like you know the work ethic, yeah. like, you know the mentality he had and that's like a testament and to how and he used to work.
1: there's an interview where they actually ask him about why he would go as far as to, you know, hit a turnaround jumper with his left. left and hand. he goes, When I was young, I hated feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. I hated the fact that I couldn't eat with my left hand or I couldn't yeah. brush my teeth with my I hated the fact that I was uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. what I did was continuously I ate with my left hand. I wrote with my left hand. I brushed my teeth with my left hand every single day until they both were equal. And that's just the kind of person that he was. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to paint this picture of what hard work should be. Yeah. Um. Obviously, from the outside looking in, you could I could tell you how to work hard and you achieve can it, but, say but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do it. Yeah. But this dude did it. The epitome, like from day one to day, however many twenty years is in days, he still does it. Still does still, it till does today. It. He's still up five, four or five in the morning working out. He's doing all yeah. all the things and. It sucks that we have to say was now. Like I I'm know. saying, he is I know. I'm saying just, he is still. It's it's still a bit. Uh, you know. It was
3: funny about the left hand? He broke his right hand in one of the one of his earlier seasons, and there's that like that iconic picture of him in his pajamas shooting at the free throw line yeah, with his yeah, opposite yeah.
1: hand, and he spent the whole summer yeah. shooting with his left hand. Who does that? Yeah. Nobody does that. And and to bring that up too, uh, they were talking to Drew Holiday before the Pelicans game. Yeah. And he brought that up because he was actually there, and he's like, I was sitting courtside, and I was directly. Behind him, and he t- it was when he tore his rotator cuff, right. and he hit a turnaround jumper, fadeaway jumper with his left. Yeah. And everyone on the bench was like, what? Like, what the what hell? The- what What did this guy just do? Yeah. And, and, like, the fact that we talk about this all the time, and everyone in the NBA is amazing at basketball, like, beyond amazing. And for these yeah. guys to be floored and held speechless because of a move that somebody made that's a colleague of theirs, yeah. think about that. Yeah. It's it's incredible the amount of respect that they had for him, uh, but also just the magnitude of his you know his reach among the younger generation, but also just his ability. And like for somebody who's not really likable, like in terms of he's not trying to be your friend, he's not he trying to never, be friendly. Yeah, he he wa- and he wanted to kill you. Yeah. And he still you know everyone saw through that and respected that hard yeah. way.
3: Another one that that sticks out to me, and this one we I'm pretty sure like I watched this one like live is when he tore his Achilles. Oh, yeah. And then when he came back and just shoot like, that. We're actually
1: going to have somebody on today that was at that at game. At that game. Yeah. Just
3: that, that, like, there's things he does that is just, like, nobody else would do. No. And that's just because of his, 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 like, his will to just not let anything stop him. And it was, like, and and it just, it's unexplainable. And then you see that, and then you see Klay Thompson in the finals last year where he tore his, his uh, ACL, comes back and shoots a free throw just like Kobe did. Yeah. Right. So, like, you see how his how his will to win, how his 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 mental was just like like locked in, locked in above everybody else, and you see how it inspires that generation to come because they repeat and they
1: do things just like he did. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty cool moment that I don't even know many people know about. Mm -hmm. So before his eighty-one point, he was giving hints. He's like I'm coming, like I'm coming. 60 50s. Sure that during that that time. A month before it was uh the exact day was December 20th two, 2005. He was playing Dallas, okay? Mm-hmm. Through three quarters, the the score of the game was Kobe Bryant 62, Dallas 61. <laughs> he had outscored Dallas through three quarters mm-hmm. and then Phil Jackson sat him out the fourth cuz it was a blowout. Yep, 33 minutes Sixty-two points, more than the entire team that you're playing against. That is an incredible, like, even when Clay did it, I don't think he had more t- than the team he was playing against. It's just different when Kobe does it though,
3: because he's handling, he's
1: weaving through yeah, Kobe, everybody. Clay he's, did it, it with like ten dribbles. That's what I'm
3: saying. He's getting yeah. fed the ball and whatever, but Kobe is taking over the entire game with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what's where it's like, no, it's, it's just s- different from from than everybody else.
1: Yeah, and then. Let's talk about some playoff moments. Any, any playoff moments off the top for you?
3: Not sure if it's a playoff moment, but he does have that game winner in Phoenix. Yeah. No more time. Where he sticks his fist out. Where he sees his fist out. Then he he does the woo with his jersey. We he rips it over his, his over chest. He rips over his chest. Like, that game winner is just... You see just the way he gets the ball and he comes down. He knows his spot. Like, he knows exactly that. That little that elbow free throw line yeah. around that area. Like, and just that, that focus and that determination. Like, you can't repeat that. And that's something you can practice all you want, but yeah. there's only very few people who are met for that moment.
1: So that's one of the ones I'm like,
3: man, like you're Florida. You're like, you're like, how, how does he do his time in and time out?
1: Yeah. Do you remember his air balls against Utah? Yes. The Famous air balls famous in air balls. 1997. So mm-hmm. as an 18 year old, he went to the playoffs and obviously had a very, very terrible series against the Utah Jazz. was mostly known for his air balls, mm-hmm. uh, his trio of airballs actually helped Utah close out that series. Yeah. I believe it was a 4-1 series for Utah. Yeah. But then you talk about or he talks about just how powerful that moment was. And we talked about it earlier when when you were saying, you know, T-Mac dropped him and he felt some kind of way. Yeah. He takes these things to heart. Oh, yeah. There's guys in the league who are shoot your shot, and if it goes in, it goes in. If not, then we're going to work on the next one kind of thing. Yeah. This guy took all these air balls, and I was just listening to an interview, and he talks about, he's like, every year I just took some stuff and I studied it. So I realized my shots were on target. They were just short. What does that mean? Okay, that's easy. When I'm in high school, I'm playing 20, 30 games tops, and there's a week between each game. Yeah. The league, I'm playing 82 games on a back-to-back, and then I'm playing in the playoffs. Yeah. My legs aren't there. Yep. So what did he do? He took an entire summer putting his legs under him. He said I'm not I'm not overly fast, I'm not overly strong, so I need to rely on my skill. Mm-hmm. So he works on the skill and then I believe he sank Utah. No, I'm just kidding. That was Michael Jordan. <laughs> but he did um come back and and not just against Utah but just what he took away from that and what that turned him into is the Kobe that we know now. Yeah. Because that was his first year in the league, and he went out to win five championships, two finals MVPs, season MVP, 17 All-Stars. They're endless. The, the accolades a, a, are endless. A, a list that just is comparable to none,
3: really. There's another one. There's two ones that I like that are not about him playing, but it's him on the court. There's the Matt Barnes flinch. Oh, yeah. Or the non-flinch, where Matt Barnes he gets to a uh, little bit of a, of a fight with Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes takes the ball out of bounds and tries to pump fake a pass into his face. Kobe's just chewing, his, he's just chewing
1: his gum. That was the hardest. Laughing. That was the hardest oh, move
3: in like, NBA history. Man, if someone from across the court is f- throwing, like, pretend to throw a ball at me, I'll flinch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, Matt Barnes a, too, man. He's a—he's like, not a thug, but hes, he's, he's a scary he's, he's dude, a scary dude tats, bro. He's a
1: big guy. Like he's—he's he's a feisty. And he's for guy. real.
3: He's for real. He'll fight. You know what I mean? He—he he, he has no problem with that. So there's that, and then there's the the other one. I think you sent to me today, but this one's a known one. It's Chris Rock trying to make him laugh. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on on the side during a timeout, and he's just laser focused. Of, yeah,
1: and and actually that same interview um, that I was just referencing to earlier, he talks about that when I'm in my cage. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Don't be friends with me. Don't talk to me. I'm in that zone, and I'm not gonna leave. Mm-hmm. And he knows nothing but winning. It is. It is truly incredible to see a human being be able to control their will. It's not like that. It's it, it, not normal, it's, man. It's, it isn't normal. And we're not. And and truly, when people talk about the difference between LeBron and Kobe, Kobe has that gene, that Michael Jordan gene, and not to knock killer, anybody, but killer. it's only those two. I really have not seen it with anybody other than those two. There's nobody else. Nobody. There's nobody else. Even even it. Magic, when he was great, he was a jokester. He was a nice guy. He was, you know, kissing Larry before games. <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, another cool thing with Kobe, actually, March of 2007, he had four consecutive uh, games with 50-plus. Uh, he was unstoppable over an eight-game stretch, scoring 65 against Portland, 50 Minnesota, 60 Memphis, 50 New Orleans. Uh, he ended it the next game when he only had a whopping 43 points. Only against golden state yeah um obviously when we think about our recent history and and what you and i cl- would remember of kobe mm-hmm. we think of oh nine ten championships baby. you know the the finals three um finals i guess three row. three finals in a row with the celtics yep yep and um, going two and one yeah
3: two finals mvps just sorry the leading. last one was orlando he beat orlando yeah he beat no, I think Orlando was in the middle, the the one. One after. of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Just but the, just the way that was a way different Kobe than the, the Shaq and Kobe Kobe. Because he was, he was he, older. He was older, wiser. Vino. He was he was Vino. He was the leader he was the black mamba at that point. And he he, just, he was just the leader of that team. And you can see he took a, a bit of a different approach with that team than he has in 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 the recent years that he was playing with the Lakers. So you just saw how and this is something that's not it's not underrated but like he had a lot of international teammates and he used to speak to them in their languages yeah and that's the kind of guy Kobe was he he obviously he learned languages to trash talk people and to get people's head but he also did it to make his teammates comfortable to yeah. build a bond with his teammates and all, that's the that's the underrated side of Kobe that leadership role that he took later on in his career and his ability to actually get guys to buy in with him and and to be able to have the same mentality as he did, because like just like that the interview that we uh, that we heard before, he didn't allow you to have a lesser mindset that he did. Yeah, and that obviously was a big friction with him and
1: Shaq. But he didn't want you to have that mindset because he knew what it took to win. Yeah, for sure. Um, plenty of things that we can remember. Uh, we can go back and forth all all night, and really, there's too many things to recall, and I don't know what my favorites are. So. Uh, let's start bringing people in. Let's, uh, let's let's call up our first person is Mr. Mark Habib. He was actually at the game mm-hmm. that Kobe tore his Achilles out, so he's going to give us some insight uh, not only to that game and what being there was like because, obviously, to see somebody tear their Achilles and just get up really emotionless in the face, yeah. shoot and hit two free throws, and then walk off by themselves. Yeah. Guys now, when they pop their Achilles, they are not moving. Like they yeah, are screaming. We, we just saw Powell. Yeah. So I mean it's it's a tough, tough injury. So we're gonna talk to him about what being there was like, what that felt like, and then obviously Kobe as an Kobe. impact on you yeah. know, Mark played basketball or plays basketball. So what that you know, how that affected you growing mm-hmm. up. So uh ladies and gentlemen, here is Mark Habib. Okay, Mark Habib, how you doing, man?
4: I'm good, man. How are you?
1: good good uh thanks so much for joining us today obviously um hopefully next time it'll be under better circumstances seeing that great we done. lost a great one today uh but thanks so much for taking the time to come and, and just give us some insight on uh not only what kobe you know how kobe influenced you as a person and as a basketball player but to talk to us about that experience of seeing him go down with ultimately what was his career ending injury and and just what the vibe was like in the building. So. Um, Before we get into the the whole impact thing, tell us about being at that game. What was Mm -hmm. that like?
4: Man, being at that game was unreal. So um, when I went to L.A., it was in 2013 in April, and um, it was my first time in, in L.A., and then I had to go to a game, man. And honestly, being in that stadium, it was insane. Like, if you can imagine the Raptors' playoffs, games right now, that's exactly what it was like back in that day. So for me to experience that entire atmosphere was was unreal. Um, place was fully loaded, man. So many fans and um, it, it was incredible to watch. For for the first time experiencing that was was unreal. The game was, was crazy. Kobe um you know for those that seen the game and kinda know kinda what happened that day uh, when he got injured and tore his Achilles uh, he kept limping a lot. He fell a lot, uh, but he mm-hmm. still kept pushing, man. And then that says a lot about his character and his passion for the game. Um, Absolutely. You know,
1: and you were in Staples too, right? Yeah, I was. I was at yeah. that game. What were the what were like the expressions on the fans? What was what was the vibe I, in the building like?
4: Like during that game, it was it was unreal. Fans were always constantly chanting his name. Like that was one thing that I vividly remember. Everybody's always chanting his name. Whenever he came on the court, um, every single time he scored. It was it was incredible. It was like, you know, like this is their guy. Like they're so used to seeing yeah. this guy all the time. Like this is his building, you know what I mean? So it was incredible. And then the moment when, you know, um he went down, it was it was kind of silence because they knew like yeah. something serious had happened. So that was a shocking moment. Everybody kind of just, you know, staying quiet, just trying to see what's happening. This is, you know, a big deal for them. And um, he managed to come back on the court, and then, you know, obviously hit both his free throws. And then later on, he uh, he walked inside the locker room, um, and the game was almost done. But you know, they they ended up winning that game, and. I remember that night, like walking out of the Staples Center, everybody was screaming. Everybody was cheering. Everyone was chanting. Like it was as if they won a playoff game, but this was just a regular season game. And I'm sure like anybody that's been to a game in Staples Center before will, you know, have experienced this. At any game, all the fans are just, they're unreal. They're true, true fans.
1: For sure. For sure.
3: So what? How so? How about for you growing up? How what was Kobe's um, impact on on you growing up and you're maybe falling in love with the game or playing the game or watching the game? What what was Kobe for you?
4: I love what a game man just watching this guy play though, like um, like any kids out there, like he was the reason why I started playing basketball. You know his leadership, um, like on the court, was was incredible to watch. Uh, the way he facilitated the ball was was incredible to watch, and growing up, he was just someone that I always had a passion, um, you know, to see. He was, he was honestly my hero growing up, and yeah. it was just uh, it, it was shocking news, you know, when you when you heard about it because it's not someone you would think that would happen to.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we just talked about that not mm-hmm. too long ago. About how he's just like a Superman, like Superman can't die. Like it doesn't work like that.
4: Yeah, yeah. It like that that's not that's not meant to happen. Like that's not yeah. that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And but, uh
1: what do you think what do you think of his legacy moving forward? How do you think that's gonna live on in, in the NBA?
4: In the NBA man, I feel like every single person that's gonna have kids in the future and their kids are gonna play basketball, they're gonna know who Kobe was. Hundred percent everyone is going to know his story. Everyone's going to know how he is as a person. Everyone's going to know how, you know, loving a father he was to, to his daughters and how committed he was as a father. Like that's something that we're going to carry on. Like, and, and I think it's going to be embedded in a lot of our characters and not just like basketball talent and then saying the way he was, but the way he was on and off the court. I think that's something that everybody's going to try to live by and, that part of his legacy is, is definitely going to be running on forever. Yeah.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Uh, Mark, Habib, thanks so much for the insight, bro, you, bro, and thanks for the message to Kobe. Uh, I know you got a game tonight, so uh, you know who to Thank play for tonight, bro.
4: For sure, man. Thank you guys for having me, bro. Really appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. No worries, man. Thank you, guys. Good luck. See you. Thank you, man. Take care.
1: Mr. John Naguib, a.k.a. Mr. Lowry, welcome to the show. How you doing, bro?
2: good good how are you guys
1: good man we, gave you a, over everything. Yeah, well, <laughs> we just gave you a little bit of an intro said he's a raptors diehard but specifically lowry lowry yeah. a lowry fans so welcome to the show man thanks so much for uh joining us i know we talked about having you on under better circumstances yeah for um, sure. obviously last night you're aware everyone's aware we lost a great one in kobe bryant so um thank you for making the time to come and, and just give sort of your insight, man, somebody who grew up playing basketball and, and watching and loving the sport just to give that feedback on, you know, how that, how he had an effect on you. So, uh, without further ado, man, talk to us about the, the impact that Kobe had on you and your early basketball career.
2: Um, so first of all, thanks for having me. Like you said, I wish it was under better circumstances, but I'm more than happy to talk about Kobe. Um, He is more than an inspiration to me. When you reached out to me and asked me to be on the show, I thought about if I should write something, like get something ready for what I should say. And honestly, like there are no truer words ring, then there are no words to put him in, like to categorize him. Like his impact has no words because like you see the outpouring on social media. It's crazy people from the soccer world, people from the hockey world, people from the baseball world, like nothing like this has ever happened. When an athlete passes away, that every single person, like artists are coming out, like musicians, everyone is impacted by this, this one man. And yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about that.
1: Absolutely, man. And just like, just like you were saying, the vast difference in people that is being affected by this. I think that goes to speak the most amount of volumes and not just people who grew up watching him, but their kids too. really understood the impact Mm -hmm. that Kobe had on the game uh, off the court as well. Uh, Just a great man. and, And like you were saying, gone, gone a little too, too soon for our liking. Right. Yeah. So second question for you, man, how do you think his legacy is going to live on? Uh, not just in terms of basketball, but off the court as well. Uh, is this something that's going to blow over in a couple of years, or do you see him becoming even more legendary now that he passed at a young age?
2: Well, he, here's the here's the thing. I think I think his legend lives forever. And I'll tell you I'll tell you how I got so into Kobe. So my dad is from Egypt. He doesn't watch basketball. He doesn't. He didn't grow up watching basketball at all. Mm-hmm. Um but we used to stay up we're on the East Coast, so we used to stay up every night watching Laker games and neither of us are Laker fans, but Kobe was just such a show to watch that like you couldn't turn off the TV. I actually have the T V on right now, I'm getting ready for his uh re air of the sixty point game on oh, ESPN.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Um so um we used to watch every Kobe game and I'd have like school the next morning, high school, elementary school the next morning and my dad would be okay with me staying up till one in the morning to watch Kobe Bryant with him. Um and I'll just tell this one quick moment that I'll never forget is when uh the Lakers were playing Phoenix in the playoffs. This wasn't the Kobe the big Kobe game winner. This was yeah. uh when the Lakers went to the finals. Um they were up 3 2 in the series, and it was in Phoenix. And Phoenix was kind of making a push to push it to game seven. And uh, they were up, I think, 105 100 with like 30 seconds left. And Kobe comes down and hits a shot in Grant Hill's face. Like, Grant Hill was all over him. Like, no mm-hmm. space, right in his face. And on the way back, he taps Alvin Gentry, the Suns coach, on the bum. And Alvin Gentry just gives him this look, like, like, Dang. smiling and like in awe. Like, what are you supposed to do at that point? Like, he yeah. double teamed them, he triple teamed them, and this guy's still, like, he's laughing and he's being sent home from the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's only so many people in this world who you can watch and, and do these great things who bring down your team. Like, you are a Raptors fan. You saw all the times he, he destroyed our confidence. Yeah. In a way, and we're still devastated. Like, yeah. Boston Garden cheered for him. Like, all these places that, quote-unquote hate him cheer for him because like he is so electrifying and that's why i'm saying i don't think his memory will ever be forgotten i don't think he's ever gonna fade away i think his legacy only is gonna grow from here
1: yeah you you nailed it right on the head man thank you so much for that and uh john again thanks so much for coming on the show and really telling everybody how you um how that affected you and, and growing up and everything so we do appreciate you man uh we're gonna let you go but uh We'll chat up when, when it's not such a depressing conversation. Thanks too. for
2: having me. Have a good night, boys. Thanks, bro. You too, homie. Mamba okay. out. Mamba
1: out. Mamba out. Our next guest, Mr. Andrew Hennin, an older head as well. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Hennin is somebody who we obviously played basketball with growing up. He was yeah. a few years older than us. Truth be told. I was petrified of Andrew Haneen up until, like, uni.
3: I hated playing against him, though. Yeah, like, oh, just a man. tough just yeah. competitor,
1: but also yeah. just he had that ferociousness, that, yeah. like, you can't mess with me kind yeah. of attitude. And, and then I find out, obviously, he's a lifelong Kobe fan. Kobe oh, yeah. Laker fan, so it, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to hear his take because I know that he, obviously being a little bit older than us, got more years to really yeah. soak in the, the Kobe uh, time. So let's, yeah. let's hear what Andrew has to say ladies and gentlemen mr. Andrew Hanan joins the show how you doing man
5: I'm good how are you guys we're
1: doing bad, good bro. bro we're doing good thanks for joining us and uh, giving us a little bit uh, giving the world really an insight on uh, your Kobe fanhead we were just telling the fans uh, listeners rather that um, you were a lifelong Kobe fan growing mm-hmm. up from when you were younger uh, obviously affected uh, you yesterday but talk about the impact that Kobe had on you growing up and what that meant for you from a basketball perspective.
5: From a basketball perspective, oh man. So uh, even I feel like when I first came to Canada in like 1999, I had no idea what basketball even was. You know, my brother told me to watch watch the game once and it was Kobe Bryant playing on a Friday night at 10 p.m. I still remember that. And uh, from that moment, honestly, it drew me to the sport of basketball. And, like, it started off with just watching and then eventually I started playing basketball and I had, like, the the love for the sport. But more importantly, I feel like throughout the years watching him play, it just, like, drew me in more and more because uh, I felt like I've never seen somebody so, like, competitive and fierce, somebody mm-hmm. who's, like, always working hard. And that aspect to me was, like, inspiring. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as the years went by, even now till today, I feel like I still, like, get inspired by him. Yeah. Like, even the fact of, like, just following what you want to do, no matter what it is, and actually putting everything you have into it, which is something that's to live by, honestly. And I know he did it in the sport of basketball, but in life in general, I feel like that needs to be, like, learned
3: Yeah, absolutely. Where were you when you found out, and how did you find out? What was your initial thoughts when you found out?
5: It's actually like a a pretty crazy story. So me and my friend were uh, in the library. We were having a conversation just because Kobe just uh, got surpassed by LeBron. So earlier that day, we were having a conversation about who's the greatest player of all time, (laughs) and I'm here shouting my case. Everybody's putting Kobe aside. I feel like he's number one. And honestly, like two hours goes by, and I'm walking out of the library, and I open my Instagram, and I just see it in my face. Yeah. And I honestly couldn't even believe it. It was. I had to, yeah. like, it took me, like, 20, 30 minutes to even process the news. Yeah.
1: It, I was in denial, to be very honest with you. I didn't believe it for, like, an hour.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, the whole day, I was just, like, sitting in, like, just disbelief, watching video after video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And soaking it in.
3: So, how do you think you know his legacy moves on, and how do you think you know NBA fans and people will kind of cherish what he's done, and how how they're gonna keep it alive?
5: Um, I feel like for sure, for sure, his legacy will live on forever. I feel like now, um, maybe more so than before, that the appreciation for what he actually has done in the game of basketball will now be more magnified. Yeah. And I feel like for further generations, this will be inspiring to them as a story told of somebody who's done something that most people would never even dream of. Mm-hmm.
6: Definitely.
5: And I feel like that legacy, like, I mean, up to now, he's probably inspired two, three generations of people. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just through him playing. And I feel like now all the people in the NBA all look up to him mm-hmm. or looked up to him. Yeah.
1: For sure, man. No, for sure. And uh, you couldn't like we couldn't have said it better. Obviously, coming from a Kobe fan himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thanks so much for joining the show, man. Giving us your feedback. I know it was uh, it was tough. uh, Just to have to talk about that. But we we really do appreciate it, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks.
5: Thank you for having
1: me. Anytime, bro. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. And moving on, last but not least, our revisit of the show, our boy Ash. And actually, if you guys listened to the episode with Ash, we talked about his love for Kobe um, stemming from when we first met and how, you know, Kobe impacted him. Uh, So he's going to tell us a little bit about that. So here's what Ash had to say. So one of my favorite
3: moments ever during school was when you and Fadi argued about Kobe versus LeBron. And I know I know how much of a diehard Kobe fan you are. And you were one of the people I messaged personally. I'm like, man, this is sad, right? Yeah, so, man. So just, you know, tell me I I never actually really knew your Kobe story. So, you know, tell us, you know, how wh- what was the first time you saw him? How did he impact you? How how did he make you fall in love with the game? What was that what was that like for you growing up?
6: Man, I mean, uh you know, growing up, I'm sure um, a lot of people would agree with you guys the people that you guys uh Talk to Kobe. Just didn't seem, didn't seem human at all. Like he was this like mystical force that just made his way into your into your demeanor, the way you carried yourself. You just wanted to to like emulate him. I remember, you know, thirteen year old Ash would put on the number eight jersey and start doing things that he had no business doing (laughs) on the court, (laughs) let alone attempting. But I mean, just everything about him, man, like. My brother and I would, would beg to, to stay up and, and watch uh, the Lakers play. So, I mean, if yeah. it was a big match,
4: <clears throat> my yeah. uh,
6: my dad would record the game for us and we'd, we'd sit and watch it the next day and see, Damn. you know, Kobe pull off like a crazy dunk, hit a ridiculous shot, you know, put the video on pause and then try to go in and imitate it, right? So, I mean, yeah. everything about a man, like, everything, like, yeah. The, the way he 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 made it into our vocabulary, like whether we were in the ninth grade shooting empty juice boxes, or now as like grown men, like just tossing clothes in in the laundry basket. It's the same. Hey, do you
1: remember remember in the study room when we had that ball and we we had battles with that garbage can? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would have, ba- yo, tell our listeners, so we used to live in this condo, and in the condo the, on the bottom floor, there was a study room, and the study room had a bottom floor to it, so this was like underground, mm-hmm. and um, like one, two, three in the morning, study rooms open all night, but nobody's there studying, we're not even studying, we got a ball, we got a big garbage can, we're going straight one-on-one, you know, we're recording yeah. videos, <laughs> we're yelling Kobe left, front and center, like, mm-hmm. and we're grown dudes, like, we're in uni, so, I mean, the impact that it's just crazy. Talk to us about where you were when you found out and what what your first, like, five minutes were.
6: Man, oddly enough or ironically enough, uh, we were playing ball. Like, we were just at church hooping, and um, I had uh, I had my phone on, on loud uh, just because uh, I needed to open the door for people that were coming in the gym. And, you know, my phone's going off, buzz, 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 like, just all these bells. And the first thing that I thought of was just, like, the group was going off about something. Like, someone said something, and, you know, it triggered a a debate, and then everyone was just just going off. And then, Mm -hmm. literally, like, a minute later, uh, somebody walks in the gym, and he's like, yo, Kobe Bryant passed. And everyone just like, at first, I didn't think I heard him correctly. And then we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, Kobe Bryant just died. And it was, like, the entire, like, everyone just, like, stopped, froze time literally stopped the you know the air just got sucked out of the room we all went to our phones and then you know you see the messages go on twitter go on ig was crazy man
1: yeah i know for sure uh and then finally bro talk about um sort of his legacy what you think that's gonna or how do you think that's gonna live on moving forward is that gonna diminish in a couple years is he just gonna become an afterthought or is kobe's legacy gonna get stronger and stronger now that he's gone especially at a younger age
6: uh, well, I mean, I'm sure you guys probably sh- uh, share the same sentiment as me as far as uh, Kobe's legacy. I think will will definitely, without a doubt, go beyond basketball. Um, and it's a shame that we didn't get to see his entire vision of of what he had planned for the next generation. I mean, we were fortunate enough to to get a glimpse of, of what he was capable of in in that space. I mean, um, the whole uh, short film with Dear Basketball, the the cartoon show that he was working on, the books that he was writing. I mean. You know, less than two years um, from stepping away from the game, he won a an Academy Award. I mean, who does that? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but no, talking specifically about basketball, I mean, um, I think his legacy will probably just live on as simply as his, his attitude towards the game. You know what I mean? Give it everything. Give it your time, your blood, your sweat, your tears, all the above, um, you know. Uh, work, work hard, and and will get you to, to where you need to be. His relentlessness, his work ethic, his willingness to to learn, and his willingness to teach. I mean, now you hear about all the stories of all the ex players and and the players that are currently in the league, and they're talking about you know, all they had to do was ask Kobe, and he was like, okay, yeah. up, we'll be in the gym, and yeah. and we'll work. Right, so yeah, yeah.
1: They talk about his accessibility and just how open he was to sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that feedback, but Ash, bro, thanks so much for coming for back. joining, for coming back, really, and just giving us that insight on Cobe. Uh, we do have to let you go, um, but thanks again for all your feedback, man, and and we really do appreciate it. Yeah, no
6: worries, man. Thanks for having me. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, long
1: long live Mamba, baby.
6: Yes, sir. All right, take care. Bye.
1: All right, now before um before we wrap it up, I want to I want to play an an interview. Um, just something that I want to leave you guys with, some of Kobe's wisdom, uh, mm-hmm. so just listen up.
0: So many guys tell stories about your work ethic. Yeah. What was really your work ethic like, and for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean, I mean, every day, I mean, since, you know, 20 years, I mean, it was an everyday process in trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability, man, my vertical was a 40, it wasn't a 46 or a mm-hmm. 40, 45. Uh, My hands are big, but they're not massive, right, so you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, Quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right, so I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And uh, but I enjoyed it, though. So, like, from the time I was I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game Mm. and it just never changed.
1: Wow. So, I mean, that that's just a little bit of an insight on Kobe's brain and his work ethic. And Kobe is by no means inherited anything. He worked hard for everything that he got. Yeah. Yeah, He had a dad who went pro, but he went pro in Europe. Kobe's Kobe. Yeah. Joe Jellybean is not Kobe. Yeah. You know, all respects to him, and I'm sure he had the path, but Kobe created his own path and set his own goals and and worked for everything that he wanted. So mad respects to Kobe. I mean, hearing his voice is still – it's crazy, it's painful. Yeah. It's a little bit painful. I'm not really ready for it yet, but, um, I mean, if we, if we have to wrap up this episode in any way, I'll just go by saying this. Um, the impact that Kobe had on me personally – is, is something beyond measure like I didn't really get into basketball till a later point in my life obviously mm-hmm. coming here uh, as an immigrant I was 8 years old when I got here so I didn't really get into basketball till I was about like 11 12 years old and just emulating his every shot and and being so bad at it like I <laughs> I couldn't hit a single fadeaway and I and I I remember Fade. I always and we always do this where we'll grab the ball, we'll put it back to the net, we'll, like, lean back as if there's a defender there. And <laughs> feel shimmy, him up, feel him up. Shimmy yeah. fake left, spin right, and then hit the – or try to hit that shot, and that's Kobe. Yeah. Even though you're not saying Kobe, that move is Kobe. Kobe. And there's so much of Kobe in the game of basketball, so um, I'm stoked to be able to, you know, grow up watching Kobe yeah. Bryant and, and have a Lakers jersey, the jersey that I really only wear in league. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, shout-out to Kobe and, and yeah. I mean – Gone too soon is an understatement. So uh, that's just sort of where I stand. And if you want to end us off with something about Kobe that is sentimental to I you. I mean, not only
3: Kobe. to me, but to us. You know, when we started this podcast, obviously the name of the podcast is The Fadeaway. One of Kobe's pat- patented fo- moves was that pure the fadeaway. Away. And it's so nice. And nobody knows this other than we do. Now they uh, do. Now they do. Our silhouette. The fadeaway jump man, I guess you want to call him. Yeah. That's Kobe. Yeah, that's a picture actually of Kobe Bryant that we obviously. For
1: like, those who don't know what a silhouette is, it's literally the jump. The the jump, jump man logo in our yeah. in our logo.
3: And we, so when we first started the fadeaway, we're like, who has one of the nicest fadeaways yeah. ever actually, created? On created. top of
1: that, too, our intro,
3: our intro as well.
1: Yeah, our intro fadeaway J right, right in your face. That's, that's team, commentary team from Team USA.
3: Team USA Kobe Bryant hitting Hit a fadeaway, fadeaway J over somebody. So. You talk about you know the impact. Like he's obviously one of the reasons why we started this podcast. He's one of the reasons why we started liking basketball. He's, you know, he we we base this podcast almost based off of him. And we've never really been diehard Kobe fans, but that just a testament to know how great he is. You know, mama mentality lives for like that's that's something you can take and apply to anything that you do at any any job, any hobby, any interest that you have. So. His legacy isn't just on the basketball court, but it's also just the way, way of thinking, way to approach tasks and and, and, and everyday life. And, and obviously, how big of a family man he was, That that's also what was inspiring to to me as well.
1: Absolutely. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to say one more uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Yeah, rest you in Kobe, peace thank you, Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Thank and and very importantly, and I, I don't want people to forget, but rest in peace, Alyssa Albatelli, yes. John Albatelli, Carrie Albatelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Era Zobayan. Uh, I think that's how you say it, but that was the pilot's name, and yeah. uh, those are the rest of the passengers on the flight. It's very important that we don't remember this because it's so easy when there's a legend in the mix yeah, that we you, forget you that forget. there's seven, eight other people. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very important that we celebrate all those lives and, and a great one at Kobe. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hopefully this week we can bring more positive news, mm-hmm. more positive light to you. But we felt it was just suitable. Um, just the next Kobe. podcast out of this to be just a Kobe tribute. So shout out to Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Uh, Long live Kobe. Long live Bombay.